everybody, and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. My name is Paul Salerno. I'm the creator and host of the show. Today is Monday, September 21st, and today's theme on talk radio is The Lake Show. And I'm referring to Laker basketball, which I'll be talking about after I do sports recap. I've got some exciting news for those who like to to hear feature stories, I've released my latest feature story labeled A Day at the Sportsbook. It's a comical story of our star Johnny Rocket as he goes from rags to riches. So make sure you catch that. It is on demand on the Buzzsprout Network. Plus, I've added a football page to the website and I'm updating it every week with new comical football stories. So check it out the next time you're internet surfing and stop on by at, the, at sportscomedyshow.net. Okay, let's get started and see what's happening in the world of sports. It was a big weekend as all major sports are still going, plus college football started. The NCAA looked like it was going to cancel the season, but as it turns out, some conferences are going forward and they've started and also we're just getting word that the Big Ten is back on so um, college football trying to get off the ground some conferences are still haven't heard if the Pac-12 is gonna try to get off the ground last we heard they weren't we're gonna have to keep an eye on that and as the season unfolds then we'll start talking more about college football um, let's get into football, because, let's get into the pros, into the NFL. Uh, week two is here, and uh, it's review time. Normally, on Monday mornings, I like to do uh, Monday morning quarterback, although this week I, the, the theme is the Lake Show, because I'm going to talk about the Lake, Lakers in a few. But um, let's look at some of these games here over the weekend and see how they turned out. Um, <clears throat> the first one that I want to talk about, or that was a, an exciting game, was... Kansas City goes to Los Angeles. They play the Chargers. Chargers home opener, new stadium as uh, the SoFi. The Rams had their win there last week. I was hoping the Chargers could have had their win uh, there this week. But as it turns out, before the game starts, the big news breaks, and that is Tyron Taylor had a chest injury. So Justin Herbert, the backup quarterback, uh, gets, to, gets the call. He, and he even said he was a little shocked. But he got out there, and, and this kid performed. I think a star has been born. He, he looked incredible. He, he's a big, tall, strong quarterback. He's got a gun. He can move. And um, I, it was very impressive. Um, unfortunately, you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, your chances of beating the Chiefs right now is, is extremely, extremely hard or extremely low. Um, the the Chargers defense, big story. They were strong three quarters of football. They, they had an answer. They kept Mahomes down. They kept that offense down. But as I mentioned, that was for three quarters of football. And they're not the only um, defense that's had that problem. At some point, the Chiefs are going to do what they do. And they did what they did. They came up big in the fourth quarter. And um, <clears throat> they were able to tie the game at the very end. Um, so we had to go to overtime. Mahomes had a couple big plays, uh, uh, a long bomb uh, touchdown. It was, um, it was just a bummer for the um, Chargers. However, we go to overtime. 
Chargers get the ball, aren't able to score. I think they made a uh, deadly decision. They had a fourth and one. I think they're on their own like 35. And instead of going for it, they punted. I understand the scenario. If they don't make it, you're pretty much done. Um, what they didn't want to realize is giving Kansas City the ball without scoring, you're still pretty much done. That's what they did. T uh, Tony Romo on TV says, you know, it shows how much confidence you have in their defense. Well, I think the real truth there is they, it, it showed that they didn't have the confidence in their offense to make the fourth and one. If I'm coaching, you go for it on the fourth and one. And if you, if you don't make it, then you don't deserve to win. Turns out, unfortunately, Kansas City marched down the field and uh, had the long field goal, won it. Very disappointing. Uh, Disappointing start for Justin Herbert. You're going to see more of this kid. It'll be interesting to see if we have a quarterback controversy in the Chargers organization. Let's move on. Let's take a look at the comeback of the week. And that's got to go to those Dallas Cowboys. Those Cowboy fans have got to be as happy as hell right now because it looked like they were going to have an embarrassing loss at home to the hands of the Falcons. And the, the Falcons, you know, they, they put points on the board. They look strong. But they can't do it for four quarters as once again they give away another late lead. Cowboys come back with a couple late touchdowns. And then <clears throat> the, the big play was after they scored their last touchdown, they had to do the onside kick to get the ball back. And it was the perfect kick. Very different type of kick. Um, traditionally or lately when you see these onside kicks, the kicker hits it into the ground and spikes it to go upward. This way they got a hot potato up in the air after it goes 10 yards. This time, I mean, the ball, he kicked a spinner, an absolute spinner. The ball never left the ground, and it went very slow and spun like a curveball. And by the time it got to 10 yards, there were three Cowboys just sitting there with their tents open, just waiting. And as soon as they did, they jumped right on that thing. Perfectly executed onside kick. Cowboys get the ball back. Sure enough, hit the game-winning field goal. Take down the Falcons at home. Jerry Jones, he's wearing a mask. Maybe that's why he's been so silent lately. He had that mask on and you can't hear what he says. But nonetheless, Jerry Jones in the press box with the mask on going crazy. Congratulations to the Cowboys and all those Cowboy fans. Let's go over to Green Bay. Um, we, the Lions came in. They were going to redeem themselves from last week's loss. Um, at home to Chicago, especially with that last play where they should have easily won, but it didn't happen. So the Lions come in, started off strong. They, you know, this is a black and blue division, a rivalry game. They felt they had the answers for the pack. And just like Lions football, they started strong, but they could not finish strong. The pack finally got it going. Aaron Rodgers and the boys, they kept moving and they kept rolling and going and going and going. Just like the Energizer Bunny, Aaron Rodgers and team, they'd come up big in this one, scored over 40 points. Lions didn't have an answer. Um, Lions are now 0-2. Uh, the Heat may be on a little bit for uh, Matt Patricia. Pack is 2-0, and and they look good. Uh, let's go over to the AFC. Here was a game in the morning that uh, <clears throat> took forever to play. Had a power outage in Miami. And if that wasn't enough, later in the game they had a lightning storm. So the game, two delays. The team had to go into the clubhouse and all and finally resume. And the Bills take this one 31-28. Um, Stephon Diggs, another big day. The story here is Josh Allen um, is clearly 
going is is gaining confidence and loves to go downfield. And he wasn't afraid to wind it up and throw it in the end zone. Had a couple big touchdowns. Dolphins kept coming back, and they scored a late one to, to make it look close, but it was the Bills game. Bills take them down. They are now 2-0 and and lead the AFC East. Um, okay, so let's look at the, the big highlight game or the big head, the head banner game of the morning, and that was Tampa Bay with their home opener. It was time to have a party in South Florida as Tom and the boys have their home opener, and that whole city's been waiting to see Tom Brady and they saw him, and Tom looked good as they take down Carolina 31-17. Um, I think the big story was Tampa Bay's defense, which they really don't have much of, but they had an answer yesterday. They stifled Teddy Bridgewater, and Christian McCafferty could not get going. By the time they did it, it was already in the fourth quarter. It was too late. Um, even though Tom had a couple picks, he, he still found the end zone. Um, and then another big surprise here is uh, Fournette finally had a breakout play. So now you've got a couple big names in the backfield supporting Tom Brady. Um, big win for Buccaneers at home. Tom has never gone 0-2 in his career to start the season. That streak will continue uh, as Tampa Bay put, uh, wins the game 31-17. The biggest game or the, most clo the closest or most exciting game happened on Sunday Night Football. And we saw New England head into Seattle. And, uh, you know, these two teams, if you remember, Super Bowl 49, it went right down to the goal line. They've even had um, other games where it goes right down to the final player right there on the goal line. And this was no exception. Seattle had a good lead, but New England came back. And um, once again, we found ourselves on the goal line with the final play. In this case, New England just needed to score the touchdown. So they went to Cam the Man, Superman, um, as they were going to look to run it in on the final play, which would have gave them the victory. However, Seattle, who called their timeout and said, you know, he's done this twice today, just stack up on the left side because he's going to try to do it again. And sure enough, Cam the Man, Superman, wasn't so super on the final play as he ran into a wall of Seahawks, and they, they dropped him quick. And so much for the Superman. It was funny earlier in the game. Every time he scored, he had to go stand in front of the big jumbotron and, and open up his shirt to release the Super Superman logo. Well, he didn't have that Superman in him on that final play. Seattle takes this one 35 to 30. Very exciting game. It was a good way to round out the week, and it was a fun week uh, in week two of every uh, to watch everything go down. Hopefully, you guys had a chance to enjoy it as well. Um, also, as I mentioned, on the website, I do have an NFL page where I'm putting uh, football funnies, just little segments of some funny things that are going on during the week. So make sure you check that out at sportscomedyshow.net. Let's move on. Let's take a look at golf because the U.S. golf tournament, has the U.S. Open, has come and gone, and we have a winner. Bryson DeChambray has a huge day on the final round. He routes Matthew Wolf, the younger who, the youngster who was leading after three rounds. I think it was more of a Wolf collapse because Saturday he was five under, shot an incredible round, and then Sunday he was five over and uh, he choked. Keep in mind, Matthew Wolf is only 21, so a runner-up was an incredible accomplishment. 
but it was his inexperience that got him on Sunday. Um, his putting game suffered, and he slipped quickly. And because of that, DeChambre uh, capitalized. He finished six under. It wasn't even close. It was a landslide win. Congratulations to him. Um, if you guys meant, if heard me last week when I talked about golf, it's usually all about Tiger or Phil, regardless how good they play. Thankfully, Tiger and Phil didn't make the final cut, so we didn't have to hear about them all weekend long. Um, hopefully, the networks and announcers can focus on the great talent that's currently playing, not in the past, so we can give everybody the coverage that they deserve. Okay, let's take a look at tennis. The U.S. Open, I'm sorry, the Italian Open is in its final round. And as I'm recording, um, Simona Hall um, Halep is going up against uh, Karolina Pliskova. Um, I just, in the beginning, from what I see, Halep was looking good. I suspect she's going to be on her way to victory in the women's side. On the men's side, the big story here, Diego Schwartzman knocked off the king of clay, Rafael Nadal, who, you know, he lives in the clay, loves the clay. Well, in this case, the clay was just a big pile of dirt for Nadal, as Diego just, just was sharp and um, kept going. So now he goes up against the Joker, and the Joker's looking to redeem himself after the U.S. Open's dismissal for being a Lions judge. The Joker is the best player in the world. However, don't count out Shortsman. He took out Nadal. His game is on. So this will be an exciting one to watch. Let's turn to baseball. Well, those damn Yankees are becoming the story down the stretch. They had a 10-game winning streak at the, at the perfect time. They lost yesterday. They finally fell off at a 10-game winning streak down the stretch. It's huge. Um, they are going to be in the playoffs. And the reason they had the 10-game winning streak is um, some of the big names are coming off the DL. Stanton's back. Judge is back. He's on and off, but, but he's back. And the bigger story is they've got a rookie who just keeps hitting home runs, Luke Voigt, um, up for Rookie of the Year honors, and um, some solid power there. So keep an eye on those damn Yankees. They may be warming up at the right time. Um, other news, on the other side, in the uh, National League, the Padres, they clinched a playoff spot. They had a good year. Um, the big story there is Tadis Jr. and Manny Machado. They brought a lot of offense to this team. Pods have not been in the playoffs since 2006, so it's a big return for them. They are going to be, there's going to be playoff baseball played in Petco Field. Unfortunately, that's the home of the American League's playoffs, not the National League. So, but the Padres will be traveling to Texas to be playing in the Rangers' new stadium with all the other National League teams um, going into the playoffs. Dodgers still, in my opinion, the best team in baseball. Um, I think it'll show once the playoffs start because they have um, they just have incredible depth. Okay, Stanley Cup hockey has started. Yes, can you believe it? We've got Stanley Cup um, hockey finals along with all these other incredible, incredible uh, sports stories. So game one was uh, Saturday. Dallas beats Tampa Bay 4-1. Everybody was talking about the Lightning and how strong they are and that incredible offense. And I keep quietly saying defense and goaltending is what wins championship. And um, Kadavin came up huge for Dallas, only giving up one goal. Um, the story here was that Dallas did have four days rest 
and they came out strong and they realized to, the only way that they're going <clears> to <throat> uh, take Tampa Bay off their, their game is to hit them and check them. Their, their forechecking was strong. It was a physical game. Dallas um, didn't, you know, Dallas came and played played hard hockey, and, and um, it, it disrupted um, Tampa Bay. Uh, the big names, Sorelli, Point, uh, Kucherov, they got stifled. They, they couldn't get any offense going. By the time they did, it was late. Dallas scored early in this game, and they set the, the, uh, the tone for the game. And uh, if the first two periods really were all Dallas, then they coasted from there. Uh, big win. Uh, I think it was a shocker to many, not to me. I think Dallas is going to continue. I'm sure we'll hear from Tampa Bay as the series goes on, but um, I like Dallas in this one, and um, let, let's see uh, who's going to hoist the cup as uh, we are now in the finals in the NHL. Okay, Saturday, or I'm sorry, let's go to the NBA, and uh, let, let's look at Saturday's game because there was a game three in the NBA, and that was in the East, Boston, 117-106 over Miami. Um, I've been saying the biggest surprise in the bubble has been the Heat. I really thought they were going to keep going, but everybody kind of realized, well, the Celtics, if they're ever going to do anything, they're down two games to another. It has to be now, and it was, and it was 117-106, to and in this one, it really wasn't close from buzzer to buzzer. It was um, Boston. Miami made a, a little bit of a run going down the stretch, but it was Boston's game. And it was really the first time the Heat has looked flat. Uh, it was one game. Um, I, I still think the Heat is, is definitely on the way to the finals. Um, but Boston has a glimmer of hope as they win game three. And now let's get to the feature story. I said it was the Lake Show. And let's talk about perhaps the biggest play of the day yesterday. It wasn't in football. It was in the basketball. And it was AD with the three-pointer at the buzzer. And the Lakers beat Denver 105-103. Um, it was a, an exciting comeback by Denver to actually even take the lead. It was mostly the Lakers. They, the Lakers had the big lead. But Denver fought back strong. They didn't want to go down 2-0. But wasn't able to happen um, AD gets the, the ball on the wing on the three-point line with 1.2 seconds, launches it up, and sure enough, nothing but net. Uh, an incredible game. Lakers now have the two-game-to-none lead. Anyway, I said the theme is the Lake Show, and I'm going to talk about the Lakers, and I'm going to tell you in a minute why I'm going to talk about the Lakers, but let's talk about them. You know, the Lakers were first in the Pacific Division, 52 and 19. You know, they were first in, in their field goal, um, field goal percentage shooting. Their rebounds were 45% rebounding. That was ninth in the league. And um, the stats look strong all the way across the board for the Lakers. And the reason why I'm going to talk about the Lake Show is yes, the Heat have been the biggest surprise in the bubble. But after yesterday's game, I think it became very clear, it did in my mind. The Lakers are going to win another championship. I'm going to make the prediction here and now. Um, they haven't gotten there yet, and they still have to play the finals. But the Lakers are on a whole nother level, and it's incredible. I mean, they took Portland down four games to one. They took Houston down four games to one. They're up 2-0 against Denver. And, um, you know, before you, you knew they had the talent, the question was, could they keep that level 
This is the playoffs. They are focused, and they are on a whole nother level. Um, you know, players like uh, Kyle Kuzma, um, Caruso, and Rajon Rondo are, are stepping up strong. E even Green and Caldwell Pope. These players you, you don't normally hear of, but they round out the rest of the Lakers squad, and they're strong, and they're, they're tying, they're, they're putting in productive minutes and predict productive points, and that's why. And now, if you want to really want to talk Laker basketball, well, then you need to look at the big three. And Antonio Davis, with the, uh, the, the game winner yesterday, had an incredible year. Um, he's my side of MVP of the year. Um, just, just an incredible year. And what about Dwight Howard? Superman takes a break from basketball, comes back, looks more incredible now than he did 10 years ago when he was playing. And um, he's just another big power forward or center right there that um, is doing his production. And then if that's not enough, well, then you still got to deal with the king. Because LeBron is there. He is running the show. And you just sit there and look at all of the talent. You know, Antonio Davis, Dwight Howard, LeBron James. And then you got the, the, the rest of them coming in. Even somebody with experience like Rajon Rondo, who's contributing. Kuzma and Caruso. I, I think the Lakers are on another level. Uh, and I think they're going to stay up there. They're going to they're gonna roll past Denver. Denver might get a win or two. And then in the finals, um, it, I think it's going to be Miami. Oddly enough, everybody was looking or is looking for a Laker-Clipper um, rematch. What you're going to get is a Laker versus Pat Riley. Because Pat Riley is uh, the silent man behind the Miami show. But um, it, it's, it doesn't matter. It's time for the Lakers to win another championship. That's why I decided to call this the Lake Show. Um, you know, something that we, as I look at the Lakers' history... Um, we know how many, you know, we, we know how, how successful the organization is. But they haven't won a championship since 2010. And, and that's okay for a team to go, you know, 10 years without winning a championship because it's so hard. But those have been 10 very frustrating years for Lakers fans, for the organization. They've seen a, a lot of things that didn't go the way they wanted them to. You know, Jerry Buss died. Then the family fought for control, and um, we had to finish Kobe's legacy or Kobe's career in those last couple years, and it was clear he didn't have a supporting team. And for 10 years, the Lakers, um, on a lot of those years, they didn't even make the playoffs. They weren't even a contention, and there was questions about the organization. This is not the Laker organization that L.A. knows and loves, but um, I, I think that's all changed. It changed as soon as LeBron came here. They added the support. They got AD. They quietly went and found Superman. Dwight Howard's back. Um, I, I think the Lakers are definitely the team of destiny. Um, another little added story. Everybody's saying, let's do this for Kobe. We all know the tragedy that happened there. This would put a nice little put a nice little bow on the cake, if you could look at it that way. If they can win one for Kobe, I think the Lakers do it. Um, they're just, it's just too clear to see at this point that um, the Lakers are on, on, a, on a mission, and I think they're your next NBA championships. Okay, guys, that is our show today. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. I'll see you Wednesday on the next edition of Talk Radio. Make sure you hit that website, sportscomedyshow.net. Like I said, I'm adding new content. 
I'll start with the NFL page. I got some funny tidbits out there, and I'm going to keep doing that. My name is Paul Salerno. I'm the creator and host of the show. Have yourself a good day.